Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12 of Librarians Assemble, your premier audio resource for all things libraries and comics. I'm your host Josh Stone, and this, my friends, is our last episode of 2015. This is also part two of our end of year special. This time, Angel and I will be discussing what we're looking forward to in 2016. Also, this was recorded before the new Star Wars came out, so if for some reason you haven't seen it yet, this might be the only podcast you can listen to for a while that doesn't spoil anything. So how's that for a selling point? Alright, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It's the honorable thing to do, and I know you're all honorable people. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. The Twitter account is at AssemblePodcast. Visit LibrariansAssemble.com for show notes and past episodes. Alright, I am also putting together an episode that features librarians talking about their favorite superheroes. So if you'd like to be a part of that, drop me a line at LibrariansAssemble at gmail.com. And remember, I'm using the term librarian to mean anyone who works at a library, any kind of library. So don't don't hesitate to hit me up. All right, so let's go ahead and get to the show. Hey everyone, we're back for part two. This time, I'm joined once again by Angel. How's it going? Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, so this time on part two, we're going to be talking about what we are looking forward to in the year of our Lord 2016. Oh, yeah. Last last time, last we spoke to you, we talked about what we enjoyed of 2015. Now we get to figure out what we might enjoy in 2016. Yay. So how's everything going? How's how's life been, Angel, since last we spoke? Life is good. Life is good. Very good. Very good. Chaotic times at the comic book store. I bet, man. The <laughs> holidays are, are upon us. They are. What's um what's a big what's a big mover around the holiday times? Like um, I assume gift cards, right? Like I'm sure you guys do a lot of gift certificates. Yes. But we, do, are, we do taste bucks, so yeah. it's not like taste space printed on the, the money. Yeah. So, Tate, his son, and uh, his dad. Oh, are cool! The uh, president. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What kind? Um... Tons of gift cards, and um, actually, what's been selling a lot li- lately in the past couple weeks are the variants for Dark Knight Returns. Oh. Uh, people are keep like they keep coming in and getting more covers to give other family members. That's interesting. And you guys had a variant for your particular store, too, didn't you? Yes, Kevin Eastman. Because, you know, when you're Tate and your friend is Kevin Eastman. Yeah, you, that's what happens. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, can pull, you can pull those kinds of strings. Yep, yep. That's, that's, oh. pretty, that's pretty freaking rad, man. Yep. All right, so enough of 2015. Let's not speak of 2015 again. No more. Let us look into our crystal ball. And look upon 2016. Would you like to go first, Angel, of what it is you're looking forward to? Uh, uh, let me set the, the groundwork here. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm sure neither of us really know everything that's coming out in 2016. Yeah. We can talk about comics, graphic novels, TV shows, movies. Any nerd-related thing coming out in 2016 that you're you're itching for. Well, then, my number one of 2016 is going to be Civil War. Oh, that's a good one. Because it's a movie. I'm straying from the comic book for a moment. It's fine. But Civil War is the number one thing I'm looking forward to. Um, 
in 2016. I'm slightly scared, though, because yeah. as if you've not listened to this before, I am pregnant. And my baby <laughs> due literally a week or two weeks before <laughs> the war comes out. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to have to wheel and, your ass into the movie theater, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you need more bed rest, Angel. No, you need to wheel my ass to the Cineplex is what you need to do. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Other than that, though, it's it, one of those things where the trailer came out for Civil War, um, mm. what was it, a, a week or two ago now? Yeah, yeah a couple and weeks ago. It, I watched it like nine times in a row. Oh, did you? I immediately used my phone <laughs> and put it on YouTube on my TV wow. so that I could see it in all its glory. Nice. And the, the clip that they show with uh, Cap and Winter Soldier just eating the tar out of Tony Stark. Oh, I know. I know. I watched that clip with... Um, <laughs> I do a podcast all about comic book movies with um, my friends Angel... Or not Angel, you're Angel. With my friends Jess and Nick... And we were recording an episode, and I hadn't watched it yet, and we had to take a little a little break because somebody was trying to break into the room we were using to record, <laughs> which was really fun. Um, so during the break, I watched it, and then we spent the rest of the podcast talking about that trailer. Yeah. It was pretty good, man. I got misty-eyed when he was like, when Tony was all like, oh, I used to be your friend or, or whatever that scene <laughs> was. I was like, oh, God. Yep. But I do, my fear with, um, go ahead, I heard you. Well, uh, well, my thing with that is that if they're going at all like a comic book. It doesn't really seem like they are. If they're not, I wouldn't categorize it as friends. They're acquaintances. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I mean. In because the... they both have a, con- they're very, it's a contentious relationship, at mm-hmm. least portrayed even by the movies. Because yeah. every time Cap has an idea, Tony has a smart-ass comment or yeah. Things. Yeah, in the movies, I haven't gotten the vibes that the vibe that they're um, that they're best friends. You know, like yeah, exactly. I, I get the vibe that they respect each other. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally get they respect each but other. I but that's yeah. you're my best friend if you're not my best friend. I know. Like <laughs> you, you can't pull them heartstrings for no reason. That's. No. But I mean, it was sad. I mean, just Robert Downey Jr. can deliver the shit out of the line, even if I don't believe oh, yeah. he was his best friend. Oh yeah. He still delivers the hell out of that. But um. My fear is that it seems like the whole movie is just based around Captain America can only have one friend. It looks like... Because in the books, he's he's the friendly Avenger. I know, but it doesn't... Don't Did you get the vibe, too, where it's like, well, you want to be friends with Bucky, and now you can't be friends with anyone else? Like, that's... Kind of, except for that Falcon stood by him, which made me feel like it's building the Cap team that way. Yeah. Like, because Falcon's like, I just want to make sure you know what you're doing because mm-hmm. if they're shooting at you, they're shooting at me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in in reality, the the premise is probably closer to the world doesn't feel comfortable with the Winter Soldier being yeah. a good guy now, you know? Like, they're probably but like, well... Wrong. I, can, I can get that. If you've had yeah. a bad past, it's sometimes hard to come back from that. Yeah, you know, you get this metal arm and you go around assassinating people for like, <laughs> a bunch of years and people people tend to not trust that, you know? Exactly. I mean, exactly. That, ha- I, that happened to me a while ago, and it was hard. It was hard <laughs> to come back from, you know? Uh, All right, so if you're starting with with movie, I'm going to start with TV show then. Okay. And the thing I'm looking forward to the absolute most in 2016, and luckily I don't have to wait very long. It's the first one of the first things that's happening in 2016. The goddamn X-Files are coming back. 
Oh, that's I right. I cannot even express how excited I am. I, <laughs> I I started rewatching it before they even announced that they were coming back. I was just like, shit, man, I got all these X-Files DVDs. I know what I want to do. Yeah. And then I started rewatching it. And then I discovered that um, that comedian Kumal Nanjiani, who's on yeah. Silicon Valley and a couple other things, uh-huh. he has a podcast called The X-Files Files. Where he basically just watches an episode or two of the X Files, and he and a, a co-host discuss it, and it's a really? great, it's an absolute great podcast. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to it, you should. It's the best. I, I've been listening. That was one of the. That podcast was one of the ones that was like, oh man, I want to do this. I want to talk on a microphone. I want people to listen to what <laughs> I got to say. Um, but no, it's so good. I cannot wait for goddamn Mulder and Scully to be back on my TV. They're both still so incredibly beautiful. It's ridiculous. See, I wonder what Holly, like, what kind of serum Hollywood takes that they don't. I don't know because neither of them really. uh, (laughs) uh, The a little bit more Hollywood than than Gillian Anderson. She spends most of her time in England, but she just, oh my god! Every year she gets older, she gets more gorgeous. And Duchovny, all he just, he just keeps looking. I don't know. This whole podcast could be me just drooling over those two, but <laughs> but oh my god, I'm so excited for this. So it's only and the good thing is it's only going to be six episodes. Okay. So they're not going to have like they're not going to have too much to do. Because sometimes the X Files was known for trying, biting off more than it could chew. Yeah. And for those who are still naysaying, because the last movie was was a dumpster fire. Keep in mind, the last movie was made during the writer's strike, so they couldn't do any rewrites. They had to go with what they had. A lot of stuff went downhill. Yeah, a lot of shit was bad. Um, So don't don't hold that too much against them. Heroes got bad and never came back. Oh, yeah. I I was never... Surprisingly, I was never a big Heroes fan, but... I liked the first season. Yeah. I hear that a lot. I hear it was good first season and it was kind of... It went down and never came back. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so X-Files and Captain America Civil War yeah. are our first two. When does, when do you know when that comes out? You should know. You just told me it's around your due date. When is that? I should know. I should know exactly when it comes out. But is I'm that going... in April? Is that April sometime? May? Uh, April or May, I assume. They usually come out around, those big movies usually come out around my birthday. Which, for is... those listening at home, is sometime in April or May. You're gonna... May 6th. May 6th. So two, oh, May 6th. Okay. So, yeah. all right. And a half weeks after. I'll have a two or three week old baby at that point. Okay, good. All right. So, <laughs> you should be able to get it. You can hire a sitter. Oh, yeah. You, you can, you'll get that's there. The problem. Yeah. The people I trust are going to be at the movie theater with me, I'm sure. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to take one for the team and stay behind. I might have to buy this baby ear earphones or headphones right. or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to figure out something. I will be there. All right. So, what's your next pick? My Besi- next well, pick. I imagine the us. You know what? You buried the lead. You know what? You should have been looking forward to in 2016 is the baby. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. So hurtful. <laughs> so hurtful to little. Technically, it ties in because the baby is being named after Winter Soldier. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you did tell me that. <laughs> little baby Bucky. Yep, baby Bucky. Baby Bucky. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, Okay, what's next on your list? Next on my list is going to be um, a trade that will be in February. Um, it's, a, it's its first trade. It's called The Beauty. Mm. Um, I have been reading the comics issues, single issues as it's been coming out. Mm-hmm. But the trade is finally being released 
uh, in February. And it's all about um, the story is by uh, Jeremy Hahn and Jason Hurley, and the art is by Jeremy Hahn. Oh, cool. And it's about, it's in the future, and there is an STD that is running rampant. That oh, I did hear about this. I think you talked about this before. Beautiful. And it's insane to me because you literally, it changes you during the act, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you go from, you know, your average looking person, you know, to supermodel beauty standards, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and what they don't realize until just now is that when the comic starts, is that it reacts poorly in some people mm-hmm. and people start spontaneously combusting. Ouch. <laughs> They're trying to figure out if it's somehow murder or poisoning or if it's actually this disease that's being passed around. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I looked, I just looked it up because it sounded really familiar. And I remember when that is, that when it came out because that cover is, the for, for issue number one, is so, so creepy. It's so awesome. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. The art is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it's a really good. I've read the first two or three issues now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and it's a super awesome story so far. And like, it's. I don't want to spoil too much. No, uh, I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> but it's just it's really good. <clears throat> it's fantastic storyline so far is great. Um, and it's it's one of those ones I'm really looking forward to seeing how they start bringing it all together. Awesome. So. Fantastic. All right. Next on my list, I'm a big lover of graphic memoirs, as as are you. Yeah. And there is a graphic memoir coming out from Vertigo in June called Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. It's done by Paul Dini. The, I've heard that. Yeah, the creator of Harley Quinn, the guy who, who did a lot of the Batman animated show work. He, um, <clears throat> the, the story is very similar to... Not many people read this, but it was one of my favorite, favorite graphic novels. Did you ever read It's a Bird by Steven Siegel? I have not. Um, it's really, really good. It's basically about him as an author having to write for Superman, but mm-hmm. not really liking or relating to Superman. His his dad, I can't remember if his dad had just died or his dad was in the hospital dying and he didn't really connect with somebody who was pretty much immortal and all powerful and yeah. so it was he was basically telling the story of his life through through his reluctance to write superman yeah <clears throat> this one's very similar in scope paul dini tells the story of back in um i think it was 1993 he was the victim of a violent mugging mm-hmm. and he um I think he, like his skull was fractured or something. He got he got some really serious injuries and was in the hospital for a long time and had extensive recuperation time. And this tells that story about how he kind of like turned away from from comics at the I I think he I think the story is about him turning away from comics for a while because he felt like he couldn't really relate to it anymore. Like where yeah. was where was his Batman? You know, like but yeah. then but then when he started, you know, like thinking about it more he started using his own experience to really connect further to batman as somebody who wants to stop you know because for the most part batman some of the best batman stories are him stopping everyday crimes yeah versus you know big crazy 
plots, the Rajah Wu plots. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so it's basically his his relation to his relationship to Batman through his own through his own trip through Murder Alley, if you will. But yeah. So it was. It, it sounds really really good. I forget who's doing the art for him. Um. Oh, Eduardo Riso is doing the um the art. I'm pretty sure he's the guy who did 100 Bullets, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm like 90% sure. Yeah, we could be wrong. We could be right. Eh, could be anything. Yeah. Won't <laughs> be the won't be the first, won't be the last time. Um so anyway, yeah, so it's good art team or a good artist working there, good f- phenomenal writer. So I'm really looking forward to that. It it checks off all my boxes. It's got that graphic memoir box. It's got um, it's superhero Jace, which I'm a big fan of. So <laughs> it, it checks off all those boxes. All right, what's up? What's what's next? My next one is one that the trade will be coming out in 2016. The first issue came out last month, mm-hmm. um, and I totally blanked on it when we were talking about superheroes that I was reading in 2015. Oh, I know. I'm um, getting ready to put the. F- the finishing touches on part one put it up tomorrow <laughs> and i remember yes. i'm like oh man i got there's things i need to go back and, and talk about That's, I got a couple books yes. there go. a little behind um, the, a little behind the scenes there for everybody oh yeah uh <clears throat> superman american alien oh. uh it's written by max landis oh that's right yeah um and then i know that who is it francis Manifal and Jan Lee uh, are some of the artists. Oh, so far. did you say Jim Lee? No, Jan. Oh, Jan, Jay- Jan Lee. Yeah. The Because yeah. um, apparently it's supposed to be a different artist for each issue. That's awesome. Uh, Jan Lee's a pretty damn good artist. Yeah. So it's back when Superman is a kid. And I've read the first issue mm. and I really, really, really liked it. Um, I know some of the Tate's crew are actually friends with Max, so oh, interesting! It's interesting to see his development as a writer, especially from, um, you know, a tradition like at first he's a Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah, he's a, he's got a he lot of yeah. And, what was that, American Ultra? Yeah, and he just uh, he did the new Frankenstein movie too, I believe. Yes, I think so. But yeah, I'm so- a big fan of of Max. Lane. He's a crazy person too. Yeah, he's a nut. I'm a big fan. Listen, if if the Tate's people wanna wanna hook us up, he's he's more welcome to come on my podcast anytime he wants. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see where it goes because it's not your typical Superman story so mm-hmm. far, which is really, I mean, I think that's what appeals to me. Is mm-hmm. again, I, we've talked about this before. I am far more of a Batman fan than I am of a Superman fan. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to relate to. It's like the the guy you were talking about before. It's hard to relate to a guy who's yeah. basically indestructible. Yeah. Indestructible wants to be a out. Like it's hard to relate to that. Yeah, it really is. I've I've always struggled. And you know, I can I can get behind Batman. But this version of Superman so far has really it's pulled me in more than any other Superman book has done. Um since probably I don't know. Red Sun was the last really good Superman book I read that I loved. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's one of those things that it was, I, because like I said, I've said before, 
I love reading the number ones when they come out. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those ones that was, oh, I'm going to actually continue to read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I really like this Superman story so far. Yeah, I feel like I probably did hear about it, but it's not it's not quite ringing a bell. The art is really cool. And, like, mm-hmm. um, one of the panel, well, one of the pages, the panels are depicting basically um, his first flight, essentially. Oh, cool. How his parents are trying desperately to get him out of the air because he can't. He figured out how to get up, but he can't figure out. He can't get down. (laughs) That's awesome. His dad uses a net, and it's amazing. So, but yeah, it's it's so far it's really cool, and I'm interested to see what the different artists bring to the table. That sounds just like Max Landis. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) So. That's pretty awesome. Well, speaking of things that are coming out in 2015 but I probably won't read them until 2016 (laughs) Um, where do I want to go because I have a couple that just kind of came out Um, I'll start with Hellcat Hellcat is getting her own we'll keep it in the superhero superhero family Hellcat is getting a new series I believe it starts this month I believe it comes out yeah it's supposed to come out this month yeah, sometime in like a couple weeks. It's done by Kate Leth, and I cannot remember who's doing the art on it right now. I am so sorry. Um, anyway, so it's going to be a brand new Patsy Walker story. It's a great time for Patsy Walker because she was just in the Jessica Jones show. Yeah. Now she's going to be doing, now she's going to have her own ongoing sh- series. So issue one's going to come out this month. The rest obviously will come out in 2016. So I'm. Brittany Williams, bam, artist Brittany Williams. Anyway, um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I love everything Kate Left does. She's a great author. She writes really great characters. She writes really humorous tales. And from what I've seen of the art from Brittany Williams, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with what her other work is, but the art so far looks pretty awesome. I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be another smash su- uh, female-led superhero book for marvel yeah i'm really looking forward to it i'm sure volume one will come out probably sometime i i assume august i I don't know yeah they usually do usually do about what five issues six issues in a yeah Yeah, so so it'll probably come out sometime in the middle of the year till late next year the first volume but yeah uh, I think the book what is the book called i think it's is it aka hellcat or patsy walker aka Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, is yeah, the, the official name of the book. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and it's really going to delve into the old the old story of Patsy Walker. It's going to really get into her her time as in the romance comics before Marvel bought out the old romance comics and she became a, a superhero. So I think that's that's going to be fun. Kate Leth has sure been doing her research. I've, I'm I follow her on Twitter, and she's been posting a lot. Of info on old oh, school, awesome. old school Patsy Walker stuff. She's been posting a lot of screen grabs from old fifties uh, comics. So it's gonna be pretty awesome. If you're a fan of Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl and, and Captain Captain Marvel and all that that stuff going out right now, I, I think you'll be a fan of Hellcat. I have a suspicion it's gonna be a smash hit. <laughs> I have that suspicion as well. Yeah. Okay. What's next? All right. My next one um, 
See, I'm debating whether I stick with comic or go movie. Go, go. We did a couple comics in a row now. We can go back okay. to the movies. My other movie is the one of the loves of my life, who is Deadpool, is getting his own rated R movie yeah. that I'm so excited about. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those ones that... Um, I don't know if you are a fan of Deadpool. I am. I am. I, I'll tell some Deadpool stories when you're done. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> I um, I'm a huge fan of Deadpool. I enjoy him. I enjoy his sassy uh, back talk, <laughs> and I, I just love his sarcasm and how he seems to have fun with what he does. And you, know, you uh, gotta love your work, you know. You gotta love your work. <laughs> <laughs> and he certainly loves killing people. So it works for him. But I'm so excited because I was so, so, so disappointed with the X-Men movie and Ryan Reynolds and having them uh, so you, his mouth shut. You mean that shitty-ass Wolverine movie they came out with? The one I don't acknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and when I... Because when they said that it was rumored that Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was going to be playing Deadpool in this mm-hmm. Wolverine movie, I was like, that's amazing because that's exactly who I would pick to mm-hmm. play Deadpool. Yeah, no, that's perfect casting. It's my head. Yeah, that's and perfect And so casting. when the movie comes out, I was so excited about it, and I go to the stupid Wolverine movie, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, what in the hell are they doing? This is not real. It, was, it, was, it was hands down worse. <sighs> it was so much worse, much so much more worse than that, uh, that new Fantastic Four movie that just came out. Oh, yeah, it was awful. Like, and I, I, I'll, fight, I, I'll fight anyone in the street who says... <laughs> X Men Origins was better. Had its own issues, but the Wolverine was awful. It was just awful. Wolverine had all the issues. It had anything that could be wrong with a superhero movie was wrong with that one. Yeah, there were no redeeming qualities about that Wolverine movie. But the perk was that we got Ryan Reynolds somehow into our comic book universe. And I I think I think he's ignore the hiccups with Green Lantern because I enjoyed. The smart-ass remark as they're taking him into... If you've watched the Deadpool trailer, mm-hmm. when they're wheeling him back into this surgery or whatever they're about to do to him. Oh, yeah. He's like, don't give me green. don't make the super suit green or animated. And I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty cute. If you Quick side note. If you'd like to hear my thoughts on the Green Lantern movie... Check out my other podcast, Comic Flops. We did a whole episode on <laughs> the Green Lantern movie. Hi. So yeah, Deadpool's gonna be cool, man. When does that come out? Do you know? Uh, Valentine's Day. Oh. Those are my Valentine's Day plans. Fucking fantastic! <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's amazing. Yep. That's oh cool. yeah, it was funny because as soon as they released the date that it was coming out, I was sitting next to my husband and I looked at him. I'm like, please. I know you're going to be okay with this, but I'm just making sure. This is what we're doing for Valentine's Day, right? And he's like, well, hell yeah, that's why I married you. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty great, man. No, yeah, I think it's going to be a good movie. I'm not a big fan of trailers. I tend not to watch them too much because they give away a lot of the movie, and I like to go into movies that I know I'm going to watch anyways, like Mm -hmm. all all of these uh like all of these superhero movies i know i'm gonna watch these movies anyway so i tend to avoid the trailers yeah because i don't want to go in with any other expectations i want to just go in 
see the movie and judge it for what it is, not go in thinking, oh, the trailer looked like this or the trailer looked yeah. like that, you know? So I, I try to stay away from them. I've I do manage to avoid. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. Trailers. I don't know how I've done it so far, but yeah. I figure I've got four days left and I've not seen a Star Wars trailer yet. That, so. uh, that is <laughs> crazy to me. And you yeah. guys are seeing it on, on Thursday night, right? Yeah, we're yeah. seeing it Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Right so. on. Because um, I'm in the business where I'm going to get a spoiler first thing on Friday morning. Yeah, no, there's no, yeah, you have to see the first show. There's no <laughs> way you can't, you can't, you cannot avoid spoilers in no, your line of work. I can't, I can't. People are just going to walk in and automatically be like, oh my God, did you see it? And da, 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 they're they're like, going to walk in the door and be like, can you believe Luke Skywalker is evil? Exactly. And you're gonna be like, oh exactly. shit, no, I, I no, could. I didn't watch it yet. I couldn't have believed that. <laughs> uh, um, oh, spoiler! I don't know if that's a spoiler. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's a spoiler either. Yeah, I was just making that up. Unless, unless it turns out to be true, in which case, hey, you, you heard it here first. There you go. Um, Deadpool, real quick. Um, did you ever read Agent X? The one from way back when. Yeah. Yeah. By Gail Simone. Yeah. Back when she is one of my, I I love Deadpool. I love most of the people who have who have done Deadpool have been done a great job. Yeah. For me, for some reason, Gail Simone is one of my favorite Deadpool writers, and especially when she started writing Agent X, which took over Deadpool for a while when Deadpool went missing and all that fun stuff. I I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the world thinks about that series, but I thought it was really good. I loved Gail Simone on Deadpool. She was one of the first people who who were writing Deadpool that I was like, oh, I can't. I don't want to miss an, an issue now. Like I wanna I wanna get all these issues. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I've come and gone. I did not. I wasn't the biggest fan of him. When he first came out, like, I loved his look. It was, you know, like, how could you not? It was the prototypical 90s look. But I wasn't a huge fan in the early X-Force days. But over the years, I've got... I read them anyway because it was, you know, I was reading everything from 90s. Yeah. I I forget who was it. Was it Rob Layfield or Scott Liddell? Yeah, Rob Layfield. Yeah. Not, Not a huge fan, but... I do love Deadpool, and I do love where he's gone over the years. I love that he's basically a a Spider-Man who will murder you. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I support that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. That's a great pick. Um, I'm going to also go movie here, but a little different. There is a comic book series that came out well over a decade ago now, maybe. Maybe just over a decade ago, called Dead at 17. Okay. And it's it was a great series. I only read like the first volume when it came out. I didn't really read a whole lot else of it. Mm-hmm. It's apparently been going on. I, I kind of lost track of it. It's it's done by an artist named Josh Howard, who I really really enjoy his art. I have a couple of his art books. Um. It's the story is a lot like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. A young girl is okay. is killed, but then she's it's like Buffy meets the Crow. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, she's <laughs> she's she's murdered one night and then comes back from the dead and has to fight demons. Um, it's a really fun book. I haven't honest. I've been wait. They've just put out an omnibus of all like the complete collection. Oh, 
because it used to be published by Viper Comics. Okay. And then when they sold, when they folded up, I don't know if Image bought all of Viper's property or if they just bought that one. But then it went to Image. So I'm I'm looking forward to in 2016 reading what's been going on with Dead at 17 over the past 10 years because I haven't really checked out a whole lot of it since it first came out. But in when is when is that coming out? Sometime in 2016. I lost track of it now. I wrote it down. In February, there's going to be a short film coming out. For a, They had a movie deal at one point, and it kind of like fell through. They couldn't figure out how to make it. So they made a short film, and it's going to be available. I think... God, who, who was putting it out? Let me see. Anyways, it's going to be available. It's not going to be one of those short films that's going to be hard to find. Oh, popboom.com is the, okay. is the people who are putting it together. So you'll be able to get it. I don't know you know how much it cost or or anything like that but i'm really looking forward to it i saw a trailer for it it looked pretty good i think it's it's great when little indie books get get movies even if it's a short movie and i think by doing a short film i i have a sneaking suspicion that it will help show that it's viable as a long movie or even a a tv show i could see it even being like a web a web series somewhere but I, I think it's i think it's good i think the the art josh howard's art is really phenomenal i love it it's cute like just really cutesy girls like his it like almost pinup style but like late 90s early 2000s flair it's really good i love i love his art a lot i've often thought there's like several images he has out there that i'm like oh, i would totally get that tattooed on my body <laughs> so he, he's a really good artist uh, Dead at 17, the Omnibus, the complete collection, just came out this month, I believe. Okay. So we can go ahead and throw that into the 2016 mix. So I am looking forward to getting reacquainted with Dead at 17 and checking out that short film in February. That sounds good. What else you got on your list there? On my list, uh, if I'm going back to comics, I have... Because uh, we get what's called previews every month. I don't know how many people are super familiar with previews. Um, I imagine there's quite a few. The upcoming next three months of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and some of the good ones that I saw, particularly one jumped out at me. Um, it's called Cry Havoc. Hmm. Um, story is Simon Spurrier, and the art is Ryan Kelly. And what jumped out at me was the description that somebody wrote for them, which was that if... Because Simon Spurrier wrote X-Men Legacy. Um, mm. And... But apparently this series is based on mixing uh, hardcore militia, um, like Jarhead, oh. along with dark folklore like Pan's Labyrinth. Hmm. And to hear that Jarhead and Pan's Labyrinth would be kind of the commingling of this was like... I'm going to have to check that out. And the, the art that I've seen so far of it is beautiful. So I'm looking at some preview pages on comicbookresources.com has yeah. some preview pages up. Oh, wow. Book's coming out it's, January 27th. Yes. And it's about a lesbian werewolf, essentially. I'm sold. And I, Exactly. I was like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I can read this. So. And for those keeping track at home, you don't have to wonder. Angel is still keeping it in the Image family. This is an Image book. 
Do oh not, God, I am, aren't I? Do not, <laughs> do not fear. Angel is still only picking image, image comics to speak of. Hey, I said Superman, American Alien. That's true. That That's DC. true. You did. You did indeed. Oh. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking at the little preview art. It looks pretty good. Yep. Some nice splash pages there. All right. Awesome. January 27th, Cry Havoc and yep. Let's Slip the Dogs of War. Sorry, yep. I got pretty nerdy there. Um, okay. <laughs> nerdy for a nerdy show. Yeah. Even. Okay. okay, so my next book is going back to comics. Not a not an image comic. It's going to be a Marvel comic. I don't know when it's coming out. I, I looked and looked and looked, and I couldn't find a date. Maybe my librarian skills aren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> Black Panther is getting a new ongoing series next year. The author, the guy who's writing it, Tanashi Coates, is a fucking fantastic author, just in general, just a really intelligent guy altogether. He writes for The Atlantic. On his, his day job is writing for The Atlantic, but he's also, for years, talked about his love of comics and their lack of representation and diversity. And so now he is going to use his incredibly gifted brain to tell what I can only imagine is going to be a phenomenal series. The art's going to be done by Brian Stelfreeze. I saw a couple... um, Comicbook.com had a few sketches up uh, a few weeks ago. And the new design on the the costume looks pretty good. Still classic, but a little, little touches here and there. Uh, it, it looks good. It's going to be, from what I remember, it's going to be a 12-issue series with with Coates. I don't know if it's just going to be 12 issues and that's it or if he's only signed on to do 12 issues. But sometime in 2016, a bona fide award-winning author, I think he just won like National Book Award or, or something. Like he, he's, he's spent most of 2015 just winning all kinds of goddamn awards. He, <laughs> he wrote a phenomenal book called Between the World and Me. Mm-hmm. A, a bunch of essays. It's really, really good. I I haven't read all of it, so I can't, you know, I can't say I read all of it, but I have read excerpts here and there and really good stuff. I've seen him on various interviews. If you ever get a chance to see him on an interview, he he's great. He's such a smart cat, man. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to see what he does with Black Panther. I think it's going to be just amazing. And as soon as Marvel announced he was going to be on the book, I mean, places like New York Times were writing about it, Wired Magazine, like reputable newspapers and journals. Obviously, The Atlantic covered it. Um, Yeah. But places like that were jumping on board several months ago when they announced it. I mean, when this book comes out, it's going to get a lot of attention Coupled with the fact that Black Panther is going to be in the new Civil War movie, I think this is going to be a tremendous year, not just for the character, but I think it's going to be a great year to talk about one of the most powerful and awe-inspiring black superheroes around. No offense to Luke Cage, but Black Panther is is a goddamn king. Um, Black Panther is pretty awesome. He's pretty... You're you're going to be hard-pressed to... To beat Black Panther in, in anything. He's got more money than Tony Stark. You know, he's, <laughs> he's pretty phenomenal. He's um, not flashy about it. <laughs> and he's not flashy about it. Plus, you know, Captain America couldn't have his shield if it weren't for 
more for Black Panther. So anyway, I think it's going to be great. I cannot wait to read it. It's going to be. I don't. I don't do many ongoing subscriptions. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. I like to just pick them up here and there, and then just get trades after a while. I don't really have many pool lists, but I have a sneaking suspicion that as soon as I can, I'm going to get a subscription for Black Panther. I am real. I, I buried. Talk about bury the lead. That was pretty high on my list, but I, I I buried it for some reason. That is one of the things that's right up there with X Files for me this year. I think it's going to be freaking fantastic. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it because it's because it's Marvel too. Like, you know, Marvel has been pushing the envelope a little bit as far as getting more diversity in the into their comics. Yeah. But I think this is. This is a big step even for them. Like, not just, oh, Black Panther's going to have his own comic, but the fact that they have Tanashi uh, Coates writing for it is is going to be great. He's going to he's gonna tell... A, I can only imagine he's going to tell a story that's, you know, profound, it resonates, while also being a great superhero story. It's I, I look forward to whatever the story is about. It's going to be phenomenal. Go ahead and give him a Will Eisner Award now. He's going to win it. <laughs> all right anything you got anything else on your list i have a few um, things on mine too i have one other thing on my list okay um and this is another one that it technically started this year mm-hmm. but um issue two and three come out next year okay. um and then the trade obviously will be out next year um it's called hook um i don't know if you've heard of it yet hook like Captain uh, hook Huck, H-U-C-K. Like Huckleberry Finn? Like Huckleberry Finn, yeah. Um, Story is Mark Millar. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Exactly. And the art is Ralph Albuquerque. Ah. Raphael. Yes. (laughs) Those are names I enjoy. Yes. I enjoy those names as well. And so, and again, true to form, I just realized it's an image book. I was going to say it if you didn't. You can't. Love. You cannot help who you <laughs> love. You were angel. You were born this way. You I, cannot. Uh, you cannot help it. But um, I read the first issue because it's the only one out so far, mm-hmm. and it's so refreshing because it's Huck is this guy. He's just a dude in the town in a tiny town, and everybody in the town accepts it. Uh, and they mm-hmm. don't really include new people into the loop because Huck has superpowers. Mm-hmm. And he's a he small town superhero. Yeah, he doesn't want to advertise it. He helps out the people in his town because he cares about them. They're like his family. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to help people in need. And it's one of those things that I'm sure. I mean, rumors from um, what the books are going to come out, like, of the issues that come out next year are Mm. that, obviously, somehow the government gets involved and wants to be able to use him for their purposes because... Do you mean there's a Mark... Are you telling me there's a Mark Millar book out there where he talks bad about the government? (laughs) Who would have guessed? No, you shut your mouth right now. Who would have guessed? (laughs) But yes, apparently, like they kind of hint in the first issue that somebody's granddaughter is visiting the small town and sees some, Huck do something that she wasn't supposed to see him do, and uh, she goes back and asks Grandma, and I 
if you can't tell if grandma is senile or just thinks her granddaughter will shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where the book, the first issue ends. But um, but yeah, I've heard the you know the standard rumors because it's it's Mark and you know that somehow government's gonna play a a role in here. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm really excited about it. And again, it's Mark Millar and Raphael Albuquerque. You can't... I mean, the art is gorgeous. Again, I'm on on comic book resources looking at the preview pages that they posted for issue number one. Looks good. Aren't they phenomenal? I love... There's a page right here. He's writing... Looks like he's writing in his journal. Possible good deeds for Friday. Yes. Number one is leave the $58 I saved up in a library book for a stranger. Isn't that adorable? Yeah. Like, I love that. That's pretty oh. cute. Oh yeah. A little library connection there. I I read that. I read that one for a reason. Yay. Okay, that sounds good. That looks like a good book too. I might check that one out. Okay, so let's wrap this up. I got a couple more to say, and then we'll they'll be done. Um, though though this book has been published regularly throughout. 2015. Actually, these two. I'm going to lump two together. These two have been coming out on a regular basis for for a while now, but they just got two new number ones because that's what Marvel likes to do. Just all of a sudden relaunch, um, and I'm looking forward to a continuing saga into 2016. I'm looking forward to more Squirrel Girl and more Silver Surfer. First Squirrel Girl. Um, we talked about it in our last episode, and it had been a while. I had only read the first two issues of Squirrel Girl when I went ahead and anointed it one of my favorites of 2015, because that, <laughs> that's how good it was. Um, but I went back since then. In the time between then and now, I went back and I am caught up on all things Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Ryan North and I think it's Erica Henderson do do this book. If you have not read Squirrel Girl... And you are a fan of comedy, or you're a fan of superheroes, or you're a fan of squirrels, you should read this book immediately. It's fucking hilarious. The, <laughs> the jokes are nonstop. The puns are incredible. It's, I love the book. The art is really good, too. I'm not taking anything away from the art. The art is really fun. This book is one of the best books I'm reading right now and I like like I said a couple minutes ago I don't do many subscriptions like I said in the last episode I have I at at the time of the recording of the last episode I had two subscriptions on Comixology anyone who's listened to the show knows that it's Wicked and Divine and Invader Zim I get them when they come out now I have three now I get Squirrel Girl as soon as it comes out which This should this should tell people how amazing Squirrel Girl is. I have the Marvel Unlimited app. I I pay for that app because I don't care if I read Marvel books as they come out. I'm perfectly fine waiting six months and reading all the Marvel books I want to read as I want to read them. I cannot wait six months to read a new Squirrel Girl. I need them now. <laughs> so that is why I am happy to give $4 extra a month to to Marvel for more Squirrel Girl. And Silver Surfer has been, I think it's been going on since 2014, this particular book, with um, Dan Slott and 
Michael Alarod. I'm not quite Alred. I'm not quite sure how his last name is pronounced. He's the guy who did iZombie and um, oh my God, what was his name? Madman was that? Uh, I can't remember. Some old, an older, an older image superhero. Um, anyway, the book is is really good. I love the new Silver Surfer. I'm not I'm not even a big Silver Surfer fan in general. But I, I gave this book a try, and it's really good. It's like, it's it's if you're a fan of Doctor Who, you'll be a fan of the current run of Silver Surfer because it's pretty much the same concept. He comes down to Earth, makes a friend. She ends up going on all these galactic trips with him, and they save all these strange little worlds and have encounters with all these strange creatures. It's it's funny. It's it's poignant. It's 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 really good. It's an absolutely great series. When Marvel stopped whatever they when Marvel did their weird Secret Wars thing, I was kind of scared that Silver Surfer wasn't going to be coming back. But I discovered that it is coming back. It's come their new number one is going to be next month. So if you haven't checked out Silver Surfer, now would be the time to do that. It's going to be great. I know it's going to be great because it's the same team. One of the few Marvel books that are starting again with the same team, Silver. Silver Surfer and Squirrel Girl both are so good that Marvel's relaunching them because they're relaunching all their crap, but keeping their same team together. So I'm really excited for that. And do I have anything else on my list? Oh, I do. One one other thing, non-superhero related. Um, it came out this month. The trade came out this month, but I'm not buying it this month because I got other stuff to buy this month. Um, <laughs> Giant Days Volume 1 came out. I've been really, really wanting to read that. I keep hearing a, re- a lot of good things about it. It's set in like set in college. It's about a bunch of college kids. And it's like a slice of life type book. Yeah, I love books like that. Um, it the art looks great. It I don't know a whole lot about it because I haven't read it yet. So like this is straight up. I'm looking forward to discovering this book. I keep <laughs> I keep hearing good things about it. It just like I said, the volume one just got published this month earlier this month. So I will buy it soon. There will probably be a review on it soon. I, yeah. It's one of those books that I'm looking at them like, oh, I know I'm going to like this book. No no question. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I do see on my little list here, it looks like Marvel is also going to relaunch Spider-Man. He's going to get a new book just called Spider-Man. Yeah. And this Spider-Man is going to be Miles Morales. He's going to the regular Marvel Universe. Whatever yeah. they call that, 616? I don't know what they call their regular universe anymore. Anyway, it's going to be none other than the people who created Miles Morales, um, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli, I believe is how her name is pronounced. Yeah. They are going to be doing it in February, so look for Miles Morales to be your new and official Spider-Man. Ooh. I honestly have no idea what's going on with Peter Parker. In the current... I don't think anybody does. I don't think they know. I don't think they know. It makes me sad. I'm a I'm a huge Peter Parker fan. Mm-hmm. He we talk a lot that Angel Angel's favorite superhero is Batman. Mine has always been Spider Man. So you won't get me to say anything bad about about Peter Parker. <laughs> but I do like Miles Morales a lot. I I've enjoyed what I've read of him. I didn't read all of his Ultimate Spider Man series, but I have read quite a few of Miles Morales books, and it's really good. I'm excited to see that the those who had created him are coming back for another stab at it. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. And that's 2016. I will say, since you mentioned I, it, 
re-popped in my head. Go I had ahead. a customer mention it to me the other day mm-hmm. and meant to tell you about it, and it, I forgot about it. Oh, well. uh, there are rumors, which I did a little searching on the internet, and they confirmed said rumors, mm-hmm. that Wicked and Divine may be getting a TV series. I did hear rumor about this, too. Yes. Because the um, the super the power couple of oh my god I just forgot their names Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction mm-hmm. they they have a production company who so, solely exists to help independent creators when they sell their stuff to big movie studios and television studios and they are involved in it. I don't know who they sold it to. I feel like I saw something about USA Networks. Really? I don't. I don't know if I'm just making that shit up, or <laughs> because that I don't know how I feel about that. I know I haven't watched Mr. Robot. I hear nothing but good things about it. Yeah. I mean that was on USA. I have. I still haven't watched it yet. I have so much on my list of stuff to watch. I've not watched Mr. Robot yet. Oh, look at this. The, I just typed in to get a... I got a... Um, okay, Universal TV. Maybe that's why. Universal TV bought it. Who owns USA and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but this article was published on my birthday this year. Isn't that funny? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I am... Um, not sure how I feel about this, to be honest with you. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very nervous when things that I absolutely love and adore get... Yeah, get the adaptation. Yeah. Treatment. I'm I'm always a little a little nervous. Casting is gonna be. Casting should be easy, right? Because they're all like, just get the people they're based on. Yeah, get Rihanna and Prince. Yeah, just go get Rihanna, Prince. Fucking. <laughs> they can How hard can they be to get? What What are they doing? Yeah, yeah totally. They're not doing um, anything else. Anyway, like, yeah, I'm a little nervous about casting for that. Like, if it's on the right network. Yeah. It'll be fine. I can't imagine it being on just a cable network. The same no. reason I'm a little nervous about Preacher being on an AMC. I have no hope for that. I, <laughs> I have little hope for it. I saw the trailer and I, it, it I didn't look... I would have had more hope if it was HBO or Showtime yeah. or something of that nature. Yeah. But Preacher, if you've read the book, Preacher is not a... Uh, not a cable show. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know how they're even going to handle like even cursing aside, like just just the overall plot of like exactly. God kind of being the bad guy for a lot of it, like Yeah. Huh. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Um yes, I have purposely ignored the fact that Wicked and Divine is the adaptation rights are the movie rights are the TV yeah. rights are owned right now, and it makes me nervous. <laughs> um, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I was wrong, and I will tell anyone who listens. I was wrong about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh I, my god! I thought that was going to be the end, the beginning of the end of comic book movies. Yeah. I may this. Luckily, this was before I had a podcast, so like I didn't need to put this out there like I'm doing right now. But. Um, <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a big flop. But, I mean, that was on me because I've never been a huge fan of the cosmic Marvel stories. Uh-huh. Like I said, I've never been a big fan of Silver Surfer, but this current run is, is really good. Um, so, I, you know. See, I, I, have, I have a husband who's obsessed with Thanos. So. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I was, 
I was not sold on the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing going in. But I was... Uh, I was excited for it, especially once I saw the cast. Yeah, no, no, I thought the cast looked good. I, I was just, But I, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. I thought, wow. I, I basically thought, like, the movie itself could be okay, but I thought, like, the crowd would be like, what the fuck? Exactly. Is this nonsense? <laughs> and I am so happy that I was so wrong. Yeah. Like, so wrong. I remember sitting there laughing hysterically in the movie theater to this movie, yeah. and just all I could think of is, wow, you have never been more wrong about a movie in your entire <laughs> life. You're the worst. Thank, <laughs> thank God you're so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things that I was looking forward to seeing how it went, but I was cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things that I I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I had I had read. I loved Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't know how that was going to translate to Peter Quill. Yeah. I had a so, similar feeling about Ant Man when it was coming out, and then especially when yeah. it lost. Um. Oh God, his name just left my brain. Uh, who was the guy who was going to direct it at first? The guy who did all that stuff with Simon Pegg? Oh. You know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Just people everywhere who are listening to this right now are screaming at us. You're asking the pregnant lady yeah, to remember and, right now. <laughs> and you're asking a guy who just watched his miserable football team finally for the first time in their miserable lives score 51 points today. So Yay. I can't concentrate on anything but my Jaguars finally winning a goddamn game. You're lucky I'm recording anything, people. Um, you're lucky it took me 56 minutes to even mention this. Exactly. Um, anyway, I was kind of I was kind of nervous, especially once he left um, for Ant Man. Uh-huh. I what I I personally don't feel I was completely wrong about Ant Man, but it wasn't the death of the superhero movie like I thought it, it was going to be. Not- Pe- people didn't revolt against it, which I thought people were going to. It wasn't Marvel's worst superhero movie. No, it, it- was. It certainly wasn't my favorite, though. No. And for me, it's, it's, it's slightly better than love, Iron Man 3. Uh, yeah. As <laughs> much as I love Paul Rudd, he, I don't know that he's superhero material, even no. in that context. Yeah, no, but, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, not my, sure. Because I told you before, my favorite part of Ant-Man was Michael It's your Pena. brother. Yeah, your brother yeah. being in it. But it's, he's my favorite part of Ant-Man. <laughs> it's my favorite. I can't help it. It's amazing. His whole little crew. That yeah. whole little yeah, little like, was my favorite highlight of this movie. Yeah, no, it was it's good. It's good. Added the, the dog sized ant at the end of the movie. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kid style. I would totally have a dog ant if I could. I know. You would. <laughs> I know you would. Uh, All right. So, anything else you need to talk about before we close out the this year of 2015? No, I think I'm good. All right. So that concludes part two Yay! thank you so much for helping me out this year and our first year of the podcast um we will have you you're going to be back at some point then i'm sure you're going to be on maternity leave from all things in life so i don't know i don't know you guys might be my break into reality that's so. true too you might be like listen dude i'm home i you, I, I might get messages from you to be like dude I went, I went ahead and recorded a couple hours of material without you Go ahead. Where you need to. I sent you here. Check these links. I sent you. I sent. I put something in your Google Drive. Go ahead. Open it up. You got. It's gold. It's gold material. Exactly. So that might. Hey, that might be fine for me. I'm lazy. It works for me. It works for me. <laughs> so, 
we look forward to seeing you all in 2016. I hope everyone has a happy and healthy new year. Happy holidays coming up. If you're not, if you haven't already celebrated your holiday, um, thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher, wherever great podcasts are made available. You will probably find our mediocre podcast. <laughs> Just go to the mediocre section of your podcast directory, and you'll find us there. Thank you all so very much, Angel. Thank you again for everything. Say goodbye to the people, Angel. Thank you. Goodbye, people. (laughs) Have a lovely rest of your year and hopefully a super fun and awesome new year. Right. All right. Keep on keeping on, people. See you next year.